Hi, I'm Fatima. I'm Brian, and you're listening to Millennial and Pregnant. As we begin our journey through our first pregnancy, we wanted to share our experience. We pre-recorded episodes for this close-ended series. Spoiler alert, it ends with us having a baby. And if you're looking to get pregnant, are pregnant, or just want to have a good laugh with us, then this podcast is for you. We understand that every pregnancy is unique and has its own story. Here's ours. Hey guys, thanks for returning. We are on part two of our last final three episodes. And this week we're talking about Fatima's experience with breastfeeding and my experience as uh, her support. Yeah. So we, Brian and I had came up with a decision that we wanted to breastfeed and why Mm -hmm. I say that's so important. And as Brian has said before, his support of me breastfeeding was so important. It's because we knew that was going to be something that was going to be difficult and something that just from reading about it, people who su- who sh- suffer with their supply, people who mm-hmm. suffer with latching their baby and all this other stuff. So I knew I needed someone, seeing that he was also off during that time, that kind of we shared that importance of wanting to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really stress that. So if you are deciding to breastfeed and let's say you don't have your partner with you, but you have maybe your mother who's, who's there with you or another a friend that's there just someone who knows or even like a co-worker because you know mm-hmm. supervisors and stuff if you need a pump and stuff if you need a pump you need their support to okay i need to take my breaks when i have to because that's so important to build up your supply and all that other good stuff mm-hmm. so just make sure you have the people that are around you during that time know that it's important to you and make sure that they are that support system for you So we also looked at all the great benefits of breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. And I think there's still a little bit of uh, some people disagree on both sides. Yes, there's some debate about what what the benefits of breastfeeding is. The biggest thing for us was that it's that liquid go that first (laughs) comes out of the breast, which is called the colostrum, the colostrum, which is literally it is like a yellowish your milk doesn't come in right away so ladies just to warn you it takes about for me it took three or four days Mm -hmm. for my milk to really come in um so but there is something that's there which is the colostrum that you can Mm -hmm. feed your baby because their tummies are so tiny Mm -hmm. and really that is enough for them right so you know we did that on our first when he was first born liam we got him out we fed him he then he didn't got for, him out. yeah we got him out he shot out <laughs> we fed him and then for like a, a day and a half he didn't eat like yeah. he every time we tried to go and latch him he would pass out because he was just so tired mm-hmm. and so um so we so we knew that that was a big benefit that liquid go that comes out first it's packed with all these antibodies Mm -hmm. that really helps your baby gives them a jump start and i think that's one thing that everyone can agree on about the benefits of breastfeeding it's just helping that immune system with those antibodies that you're that the mother's able to give their baby and it's from that initial feeding all the way throughout the breastfeeding journey um your composition of your milk is changing i'm seeing it as i pump my milk if i'm not feeling too well or something like that your milk is changing to help and protect that baby Mm -hmm. so that they don't get sick so that was really really big and then let's face it we're millennials and we're broke (laughs) so it also the great thing is that it's free Mm -hmm. i mean your body if you are you know blessed enough to be able to produce enough milk that you don't have to supplement at all you're really saving a ton of money 
and time with putting together the bottle, putting, you know, getting the formula ready. I think about all the nights that we fed Liam, it was nice to just kind of just pop them on the boob instead of having mm-hmm. to tell Brian, can you warm up a bottle or something like that? Because even now when we're trying to get a bottle ready to start introducing a bottle for him, it's just such a production. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, what time is it? Let me make sure I heat up the bottle now so that by the time he wakes up in about an hour, you know, it, I can give him the bottle seamlessly. Yeah, because <laughs> when Liam's hungry, he, he's hangry. Yeah. I don't know where he got that from. (laughs) I played the fifth on that one. And we're also saying that regardless whether you're breastfeeding or formula feeding, um, you know, the parents are making whatever decision is right for them. So we're not saying you should do one over the other. Exactly. This is our experience and and why we chose to do it. Yeah, because I was bottle fed. I don't see anything wrong with formula fed. I just thought, you know, we're... We're here for the next few months. Why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I can take, I can deal with the challenge. I don't have to worry about going back to work. Now that I'm getting closer to the end of my parental leave, <laughs> I'm starting to worry about it. And we'll talk about a little bit about our journey with kind of getting him onto the bottle. So that's going to be, that's a whole nother struggle. So we went through the whole struggle and hump of breastfeeding. And now we're like, can you please take a bottle? Yeah. Um. So, and sometimes we want to cry with him when he won't take it. <laughs> Um, so as I mentioned, so those are the reasons why. So there's a ton mm-hmm. of other benefits and stuff that's been discussed and debated online, which you can look up talking about the benefits of, you know, obesity and all that other good stuff that mm-hmm. if you don't, if you breastfeed your baby, you might help them to avoid. Um, but there's, you know, there's still, like I mentioned before, a debate, but I think everyone can agree that the antibodies that you pass on to your baby is kind of the biggest thing, mm-hmm. which is great because with the flu season and everything else, you want to protect your baby and their immune system, right. especially how bad the flu system was this uh, flu season was this past year. Um, so that was kind of our decision and how we came about it. Um, so my experience the first <laughs> the first couple of days of breastfeeding. So as I mentioned before, we were able to feed him nice and easy when he first came out, crawled out. And then <laughs> Hello world. Um, Liam had a little bit of a struggle with latching. Mm-hmm. Like he, his tongue would constantly push my nipple out and then he would also pass out. He yeah. just was always sleepy as soon as it's, it takes a lot of energy for a little baby to breastfeed, which mm-hmm. is something they don't mention. And he was three weeks early. So I worked with a bunch of people at the hospital, which they were great. And I do suggest ladies, you talk to everyone and anyone. There's a lactation nurse you can talk to. Any of the nurses will help you too. They're really Mm -hmm. knowledgeable on that. So if you're struggling with breastfeeding, make sure you just constantly ask and ask and ask. You're not alone in this situation. Mm -hmm. So I worked really closely with the lactation nurse um, at the time. And she, you know, I went to the class and he fell asleep. So she kind of was just walking. (laughs) It's one of those things where you, the only way you get good at is with practice. And Mm -hmm. if you can sleeping yeah and if he kept sleeping how am I supposed to practice so she had warned me she said okay well he's sleepy but usually around the second second night when after they're born um they'll he'll wake up and I just want to warn you that it might be a little rough and so I was like what do you mean it might be a little rough she's like well you know he's going to be hungry and if he's still having issues um latching you know it's going to it's going to be rough like he's going to cry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I kind of prepared myself. I was still a little nervous. And in my head I was like he's still going to be sleeping. We're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. So, they bring me him that <laughs> night and he cried bloody murder. Mm-hmm. Like you would have thought he never ate ever, which he didn't. <laughs> For the first only the first meal. So, I had supplemented. Mm-hmm. I had made the decision that I'm not going 
I wanted to feel better that I was giving him something and it was something that I can measure. Even though I knew something was in my boobs, I just didn't know if he was getting it or not. So I decided to supplement. He downed the, well, however much he's able to have yeah. in the first part. He downed it so quickly that the nurse was like, oh, no, no, no don't let him drink like the entire <laughs> thing because his stomach is so tiny. So I was like, okay. So I like, like took it out of his mouth which just kind of goes back to the whole thing which you can read about the benefits of the baby doesn't really know when to stop and it comes in the flow of the milk it comes out so easily with the bottle so you have to watch that and that can you can do that even if you decide to formula feed just keep in mind how small your baby's tummy is Mm -hmm. and make sure you're you're the one who can regulate that they can't quite they don't quite know to stop sucking (laughs) (laughs) so uh so i decided to supplement and you know, how I felt really defeated at the time just because it was a plan that I had and being the type A person that I am, it, you know, went sideways. So I was really upset that night. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew, I felt like you were upset when you texted me. You said what you wanted to do. And I was like, fat. And when I texted you back, I said, do what you need to do. Yeah. Like, if he's hungry, give him the formula. Mm -hmm. Like, do what you need to do, what's best for him. Yeah. Because I knew she felt defeated and I just wanted to make sure that she also (laughs) didn't want to give up on breastfeeding because it was day one yeah i knew there would be some kind of struggle but i just didn't realize how hard Mm -hmm. it was going to be for you yeah so yeah uh, yeah that's right i did i texted brian i was like i don't know what to do so yeah we gave him the formula Mm -hmm. he seemed content and then he passed out so i'm like okay so i know he you know he's fine and the next morning, I think just the change in my hormones, I just self, still felt so upset. So I texted Brian to have him come over earlier. So he probably rushed over to the hospital. And I think I was like eating my bagel he brought over and the nurse had asked me one question. And I just like burst out into tears. Like I just was so emotional. So I think just like the stress and all the pressure from from social and he's up, he's I hear. Up right now. <laughs> So I don't know if I should go get him. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a quick break and uh, we'll come back to this in just a second. So that was a false alarm. He <laughs> was wailing in his sleep and then went back to sleep. <laughs> thank, so, you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Snoo. Thank you, Snoo. Rocked him right back to sleep. Um, so I, as I was saying. Burst just, into tears. Yeah, burst into tears. I think with social media and society, and everyone's kind of putting that pressure. People are moving towards the embracing breastfeeding, but it's becoming more, it's putting a lot of pressure on some women who are just not able to do it. And I think I kind of had that in my mm-hmm. head. And as much as I, I don't think I'm super impressionable, I kind of still had that in my head. Because I think the what it plays on is that you want to give your child the best thing and everyone keeps telling you this is the best, this is the best. And you're like, but I can't give it. And mm-hmm. you're in you, your head, you're just like, I'm supposed to. This is supposed to be a natural thing for me to do. Right. But it's so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so, so hard. And no one really talks about how hard it is right it's just more of everyone puts the pressure like you said on you and i know when we were reading some of the things um on breastfeeding it just felt like like you were saying the world is just putting all this pressure and is like telling you it's the best and is not really it's not all not i don't want to say not on your side but they're setting you up to feel this immense pressure so that when you fail that Mm -hmm. you like give up immediately exactly and I think you and it's you. It's just so sad. Yeah, and like, and you just want to do the best for them. Yeah. And you're like, so wow. it's nice when you see all these support, so <laughs> mm-hmm. like on Instagram, all these supportive um, profiles who support breastfeeding and support other women who want to breastfeed, um, which is it's nice. Yeah, and I was actually just to go, just to um, add on onto that. I was reading some stories about people and their struggles. 
obviously I just like to do a lot of research and just hear about other <laughs> people's experiences to see what they can do because I feel like I can learn something. And um, something that stood out um, stood out to me was a lady was having a conversation with her mom and she was so, she was like, I was so upset. And I was like, I want to give the best of my baby and I can't believe I'm giving them formula. And she's crying and it's like, this is, I'm such a bad mom. And, she, and the mom turns to her and she's like, but I gave you formula. Are you mm. saying that I was a bad mom? And she's like, that was the one thing that clicked with her. And she said, wow, like, no, I don't think you're a bad mom. And you had to do what you needed to do. And formula versus breast milk does not define whether you're a good mm-hmm. or a bad mom. Because so, last episode we said bad moms don't worry yes. about being good moms. Good moms don't worry about being bad moms. No. <laughs> you said- bad mothers or bad parents don't worry all the time about being good parents. okay okay yes. good parents always worry about good liam parents. wanted to eat every like three hours last night so well it's better at the beginning he would eat every what felt like every 10 minutes yeah yeah which <laughs> kind of he was a snack which goes back into like our next point of what they don't tell you about mm-hmm. breastfeeding so obviously about the milk supply we mentioned and right. possibly having to supplement and in the first your, couple of days and once your milk supply did come in <laughs> and i mean every time a nurse or lactation um consultant or lactation nurse came in she was like you got milk in there and she'd look at your breasts and they were huge she's like she would you not have, have she's like you have no issues she was, with milk she was a wonderful she was wonderful she's like she's like you definitely have it in there it just yeah. needs to come out yeah um so which was also reassuring but once it once it fine once we finally got to see the the milk and he, it, it was kind of flowing more yeah i felt a little more relieved yeah for you because yeah. i just knew it was eating you up inside thinking oh. like oh my god it's not maybe it's not going to come out mm-hmm. or everyone kept telling you it's gonna it's there, it's there. Like, and i don't you? know why i was worried because once it came out it just wouldn't <laughs> stop it they don't tell you that your breast gets so engorged with milk because mm-hmm. they it's producing so so much and it doesn't quite regulate until it's kind of like a supply and demand thing there are tons of things and the lactation nurse gave me one site to kind of go to which was kelly mom she's like you know, there's a lot of things out there that's telling you this helps with your milk mm-hmm. supply and that, which is like the key and the main thing is supply and demand. Mm-hmm. So when it first comes in and what they don't tell you is that it comes in a lot and it doesn't quite regulate with the supply and demand until a little bit later as your baby is feeding, it mm-hmm. starts to level out. So I was just like engorged for for <laughs> a few weeks. I had to keep, I had to pump, but I had to pump a little less because I didn't want it to c- produce more. more of how much I'm producing. So it's kind of, so I had to deal with some of the discomfort sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. A lot why of compressions, was, yep. a lot of hot showers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to relieve Which, that. Yep. Which really helps. And also that, you know, a big thing people want to breastfeed because they think that they're what, what quote unquote your snap back is going to be or, you know, you're snatched or what is what is that? Is that what it's called when you your bounce? Baby body. Yeah, when you bounce back to your post baby body. Snap so back. Snap back. I'm really I'm thinking of the word. Gonna Someone's going to be like, you don't know Sounds what the like word. A bend and snap. Snap back. I guess it is, I guess snap yeah, is the right word. It's like to... a like a rubber band. How quickly yeah. you can snap back. So <laughs> so what happens? We don't get out much. Yeah, we don't, and we're <laughs> super tired. So what happens when you're breastfeeding is uh, how it's helping you get back to your post your post 
pregnancy body is that your uterus is contraction contracting a lot quicker mm-hmm. to get it back to its original size so that's probably why people feel like they're they might lose or they they look a little they thinner snap back yeah they snap <laughs> back a little bit um quicker when they're breastfeeding because when you're breastfeeding your uterus contracts much much quicker Mm. which is also painful which Mm. i didn't explain either it's very uncomfortable (laughs) so here you are you're feeding your baby and you're having this pain well rewind here you are pregnant now going through all those contractions that you spoke about last Mm -hmm. um episode and now your baby's out now you're breastfeeding and now oh my god those contractions are back but my baby is on the outside (laughs) (laughs) so what's happening i don't know so that was i mean that was it was painful. Even when I would be... How when, long did that last? Um, Do you still feel it? No, I don't feel anymore because my uterus is... I'm getting back to the <laughs> right size. I would say it lasted... Like a week? Two a weeks? A couple of weeks. You snap at back? Least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two and, weeks. And, well, the pain from it I know, lasted a couple of weeks. So yeah. that was a big thing. And then also mm. just being... I, maybe people do talk about it, but being super hungry, I was just all, I wanted to just, I still want to eat so much. I'm always thirsty. I'm always hungry. Well, I keep you thirsty. Yeah. That's yeah. See, that's keep me thirsty. So, <laughs> so that's also another thing that no one really mentioned to me. It's just how yeah. much I wanted to consume. Right. Cause I when you were pregnant and you were eating all the time, snacking all the time. And when he arrived, I'm like, okay, now, you know, we don't have to go all the way to Trader Joe's <laughs> to get all these snacks again. But no, she was so hungry still. And I'm like, oh my God. I felt like it wasn't appropriate to be eating a loaf of bread in the middle of the night, but I guess it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I, maybe eating a half a loaf now that I had given birth <laughs> was okay because that was my kind of my guilty pleasure. Yeah, and was you're breastfeeding, bread. so you're going to snap back easily, faster. Y- yeah. <laughs> um,. And so as I mentioned before, like you want to use everyone at the hospital as, as much as possible yeah. to help you. You're paying for them. So You're paying for them. So make sure you keep, a- keep asking. I would ask every single nurse, please help me. Please help me. Please help. Even if I felt like I got it, quote unquote, mm-hmm. it's like, please help me. I need help. <laughs> and everyone was, at least at this hospital, everyone was more than willing to help you, show you or get someone to come in. But then once you leave the hospital, then what? So <laughs> we, we had... Um, a lactation consultant that helped us. So yeah. we were lucky enough that, you know, our insurance covered it. Mm-hmm. So we were able to go. It was out of our pediatrician's office. Mm-hmm. So we were able to go there. Which, so, if you're looking for a pediatrician, ask them, do you have a lactation yes. consultant on your staff? Because most likely they'll, that'll be the person who's also covered within your insurance. Exactly. And if you're not able to do that, maybe not cover your insurance, Maybe just talk to someone who actually nurses. They might be able to help you. Although some people might be nursing incorrectly. So, um, but what was great about the lactation consultant was that so you know I was there. She saw. She helped me. She positioned me. She showed me how to sit, how I should hold Liam, what I should do to get mm-hmm. him to latch properly. She weighed him before we breastfed. Then he magically was able to latch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time we went in there, right. he magically yes. was an angel baby. Which okay, so I kind of backtrack. So when we went when, before we went home, what one of the lactation nurses gave me a nipple shield. Mm, so that right. was something that really helped me too. So ladies, if you're struggling with breastfeeding and latching, that is also an option for you. Mm. I felt ten times better when she handed that to me because once I put it on there and the nipple shield, it, it almost creates like it makes your mm-hmm. nipple into like a bottle essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's easier for them to get their little mouths over and get milk out, and so. 
we actually saw a little bit of my milk come out when he started to actually do that. So I said, you know, but it is a lot. You have to put that on every single (laughs) time you have to breastfeed, especially as you mentioned before, the benefits of what we were saying is that I could just slap on the boob Mm -hmm. and don't need to worry about preparing anything. So having to put that shield on was just an added step (laughs) that I didn't really want to do especially at 3 a.m when you really don't want to add two more minutes to what you have to yeah yeah so i just wanted to kind of just put that out there because i forgot you know we talked about the hospital and now we're Mm -hmm. talking about the lactation consultant so when i went there i was like i don't want to use the shield anymore so she was kind of helping me through that and he finally had lashed without a a nipple shield Mm -hmm. in front of her and i was like oh my god so she weighed him before weighed him after he was getting a a good amount of milk in Mm -hmm. one feeding and that it wasn't even really long no probably a, a five minutes or so and he was getting the amount that he should in this in a sitting so it made me feel a lot better so she mm-hmm. gave me some notes she told me what i need to do she answered all my questions she made herself available you know we got home he was seemed to be doing good i still was i still was a little scared or hesitant <laughs> or anxious about it so sometimes i would still put the nipple shield on because i'm like i don't know if he's really getting it and with the nipple shield you can see some of the mm-hmm. milk come out so it just made me feel a little bit better so then we decided to schedule another appointment with mm-hmm. her. And I think after that, I finally got a little more confidence. And mm-hmm. I just was like, nope, no more, no more shield. I'm going to do this. I got this. Yeah, was, you you went pretty much cold turkey yeah. on the shield. <laughs> after that, I was like, <laughs> I know he could do this. She's He's doing it in front of the consultant because he knows how to act in front of people. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so As we found out yesterday. Yes, we found out. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> That was also something that really helped me. And one of the things that she also introduced me to was my nursing pillow, which before I was using the boppy. And he was so he was such a tiny baby that I think it just didn't work for me. I had mm. some space in between me and the boppy pillow. So we had the um, my breast friend mm-hmm. um, nursing pillow, which is a little it's a flatter surface. It comes closer to me and it's a little more comfortable to hold him while I'm breastfeeding. So I kind and of it straps to you. And I think that's the one thing about the, the other pillow that, is it didn't really strap to you. Mm-hmm. It just kind of hugged you around. Yeah. And it quite didn't hug me tightly. Yeah. And then it has a little pocket on the side. So I can put my little vitamin D drops and whatever else I needed mm-hmm. to breastfeed him. So that was also like life changing. I thought once I got that nursing pillow, but you know, I become, I become a little bit of a slave to that pillow because I just feel more comfortable. I don't have to hold him as much because he's starting to get heavy. So, you know, I'm constantly going for my nursing pillow. So when I'm outside (laughs) and I have to breastfeed him somewhere that's not at home, I'm like struggling. Um, But that's for a whole nother. For for now, most of the time we spend or most of the time in breastfeeding is at home. So I'll be a slave to the pillow. It's been a huge, it's been my breast friend. (laughs) It's been a lot changing product for me um i think that's really the 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 shield and the nursing pillow was kind of the two big products that helped me and obviously making sure you get yourself a pump because like i said in those first few days even if you're deciding you're never going to introduce a bottle to your baby you want to at least be able to relieve some of that pressure Mm -hmm. from your breast before your before your supply starts to get um figured out um, based off that supply and demand that I mentioned before. And depending on your insurance, you can get a pump for free. Yeah. So you should look into that. Yep. So, you know, I'm talking a lot, a lot about my the, the struggles of, of breastfeeding. And another struggle that I had was kind of our night feedings. And mm. with the night feedings, what I mean is that your breast milk, it's digested so quickly in with the baby that they want to wake up to eat more. Yeah. So we, Which is also something that... 
I don't think we quite understood up mm-hmm. front is formula versus breast milk is that formula digests slower mm-hmm. so they'll be fuller longer mm-hmm. and breast milk because it does digest faster you're going to be feeding a lot more frequently mm-hmm. so, and so it, when it comes to sleeping I think that was like kind of the thing that was threw eye-opening. us off was like oh so should we do formula yeah I mean and <laughs> some I've seen and I, I've seen it before and I want to punch those people but the people who breastfeed and they're like my child slept nine hours it's might be I don't know how I guess it could happen I'm, I'm assuming mm-hmm. they're telling the truth that <laughs> if they ate enough during the day they'll sleep right. through the night but a lot of the time they don't mention that a lot of babies actually get they can get up to 25 percent of their daily intake um of milk at night so that's kind of crazy if you think about it. I've only had a couple of feedings for, let's say, a total of 15, 15 minutes. So in a half an hour, they get 25% of what they need for the entire day. So that's a big deal. So to drop nighttime feedings would mean Liam's going hungry because mm-hmm. I think that's pretty, that's where he gets most of his food from is he because he, he's a snacker. He snacks throughout the Throughout the day, he's nursing for like five minutes, seven minutes. While the people are like nursing for forty minutes, he's he's done in like two seconds. I think he's just too nosy for his own good. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the things. And and in the first part, obviously you're sleep deprived. But another thing, like once you're relaxed with your baby, you're nursing them. They say what is it, oxytocin that's mm-hmm. running through your body. So I was constantly falling asleep Mm -hmm. which was really scary for me because i had this pillow as much for was a flat surface but you have this tiny baby you don't want to fall asleep (laughs) you know i would fall asleep for like a second because i had my timer going but you know you you jolt up and you're a little scared so then i kind Mm -hmm. of enlisted brian and this is where your support system comes in i was like brian you cannot let me sleep Mm -hmm. so he would wake up for wake up with me until now i don't require him to stay up with me but in the first few weeks Mm -hmm. when you're breastfeeding and you're so tired and it's such a relaxing you know atmosphere with your baby and they're nursing a lot longer because in general as i mentioned before liam's a snacker but he did feed a little bit longer in the beginning and that's Mm -hmm. just because they're tinier and they're not able to as efficient to get the milk out so he was feeding for like 20 minutes. So yeah. you could imagine that I was getting tired. He feeds for 20 minutes. Every then hour. I, then, I beat, then I burp him and then I keep him upright for, for 20. 20 minutes. So after an hour So after an upright. hour, yeah. After an hour of being quote unquote up, I, I needed someone to check me. Yeah. And if <laughs> so, he was eating every two hours, he's only getting one hour of sleep. Yep. And then the process starts yep. all over so again. So that, I, I don't know. I look back on that. I'm talk about how i'm sleep deprived now but then i look back on how much he fed before and how yeah. much i actually was up before i don't know how i did we get it. so much sleep now I, compared to we it. get so much i remember just wishing and praying and be like oh god please just bring me a consistent hour of sleep <laughs> and now i get a consistent at least three yeah. hours and i'm still like oh god please bring me a consistent four hours of sleep <laughs> so you just keep asking for more and more I and know. more i just need to like just Give in. I'm going to be forever tired. And that's what we did at the beginning. We mm-hmm. were like, we just gave in. Yeah. But then like it's after. a pajama party ever yeah, since. After a while, when you get a little bit more and you're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. This is so great. And then you just, you just want more. It's yeah. a constant need for more. Yeah. So like I mentioned before, so falling asleep was like 
a thing that scared mm-hmm. me and I even I started to just kind of just playing on my phone a lot and then I also had asked Brian to just mm-hmm. can you just stay up with me so he would stay up with me while I was breastfeeding yep. and I think I got through a lot of books you you way. read so much in that time and that and at that point he didn't mind having the light on now we cannot turn the light oh, on when cannot. he's breastfeeding because he'll wake wake up yeah. so we got a little night light for that so Brian would have the light on he'll be reading I'm breastfeeding so even if I kind of close my eyes a little bit he kept an an eye on us which was which was great so once again ask your partner to help you you don't have to like go into another room or feel like you're alone ask them what you need and if Mm -hmm. it doesn't quite work for them maybe they have an early shift we you know brian was off on work but you know once he does go back to work he has like a nine to quote unquote nine to five maybe someone works night shifts or something like that so maybe it's not gonna quite work for you so figure that out for yourself Mm -hmm. don't feel like you that breastfeeding is the only thing that you have to do or that you can do right so i talked about supply and demand so (laughs) another big struggle that and i actually read a a really cute article about was breastfeeding in public Mm. so i'm like super i'm to this day i'm still nervous about if he gets starts crying and he needs to eat outside what am i gonna do what what's your hesitation um so, you know, being in such a highly populated city that mm-hmm. we're, we're in, I just feel like there's just, I had gotten so many nasty comments from guys just trying to hit on me and stuff. So I feel like even if I'm breastfeeding my baby, I feel like people are going to look at me sexually. I think that's the hesitation there is that the, the people out, the people out in public and the guys that might walk by will say a nasty comment. I mm, can care less. Because ab- there's a lot of cat callers in the city. Yes. I can care less about people saying, you shouldn't be feeding out here. You know, like those nasty uh, yeah. comments. I'm more of, don't want people who... Sexualize yes, what you're doing. Yes. That's what I don't want. And I feel like I'm like exposing myself. So I, I, that's my hesitation. So I have to, we've, you know, breastfed at the pediatrician's office. Like mm. obviously at like, like a family's house, I'll, I'll breastfeed at, go into a separate room. Uh, have I had to do it any? No, I haven't had to really do it anywhere else besides like in a yeah. closed in area. <laughs> I've yet to like go like feed him on like a park bench. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I I think just we having the convenience of being in the city. Like I'm never too far away from home, so it's kind of like True. rush home. Yeah. We have brought a bottle up with us, mm-hmm. you know. And he's particular sometimes i'll take the bottle sometimes he won't so (laughs) you know that's also a gamble too so there was one time he kind of went a little crazy um but we Mm. got him home in time (laughs) to like we have two blocks to go please so i think that this overarching theme i have with breastfeeding is that it was hard Mm -hmm. um did i feel like it was worth it yes i totally feel like it's worth it i i think um giving him that boost in his immune system the bonding with that i have with Mm -hmm. him it it is great but now i'm like struggling with okay i'm going back to work soon Mm -hmm. um we're both going back to work soon now what what do we we need to introduce the bottle so we've i think you should be talking more yeah i mean your struggle with the bottle we started the bottle a month and a half right yeah a month and a half we start we're like let's just try the bottle once a day to introduce it because I know we were you were concerned we we're both concerned about um, nipple confusion and him you know because he was already having a hard time latching was he going to now get even more confused with a bottle mm-hmm. and a nipple so we knew eventually he had to go over to a bottle because we were going to go back to work 
at some point. So we started once once a day with a bottle. Some days he would take it. Mm-hmm. Some days he would not take it. Um, it's still it's still like that today, but a lot better. Mm-hmm. And we've gone through two different bottles. Now we're on this bottle called Komotomo. And we now change the nipple out to be a, a faster flow, which I think he likes a lot more and takes that one a lot easier mm-hmm. than the the I guess it was a newborn nipple. Yeah. Um and so and now it's just trying to get the hang of, okay, how should I get this bottle warmed up? Because he's a very particular baby, as we have said. Mm-hmm. He I find it that he drinks milk better when it's really warm, mm-hmm. which I'm sure that's a thing, obviously. Um, but if it's like just out of the fridge and only like five minutes warmed up lower than what he prefers, yeah, he's he's like, no, he looks at me, he puts the nipple in his mouth and he does this, like, he's like (laughs) chewing the nipple. Like, what did you feed me? (laughs) What is this? And then some days he'll suck that bottle dry. And I think he also does a lot better when like, I'm not, he can't because apparently the baby can smell you and the mm. milk and smell the milk from the mom. So if I'm not in the apartment at all, I feel like he does a little yeah. bit better. He has a couple of times drank from the bottle even though I've been in the next room because he can smell me even in the yeah. next room. Um so that's also a thing when you first introduce them they tell you just like get away like moms don't try and do it because they're gonna have a preference they're gonna see you feeding them with this but they know they can get the milk somewhere else because they could smell it so that was a big thing too mm-hmm. but now that you're going back work going back to work sooner than i am and i'm like okay you can't go a month and a half without having a bottle because then when you have to go take him for you know the time that you you take him by yourself he's gonna struggle again yeah. so it's the consistency that they didn't quite tell you you needed mm-hmm. to do because we we're like he took a bottle and i think we went like a couple weeks and mm-hmm. then we went to go give him a bottle again he was like nope yeah so you have to kind of be consistent introducing it every few days if you don't want to fully because if you do it every day they say your supply will We'll change. Well, we'll change, but you can still pump at mm-hmm. the same. So that's kind of like I we had a stash that we had, and then I would pump a little bit every time Brian would feed him with the bottle. So you have to figure that out. And once again, it goes back to just having that support with your partner. Mm-hmm. And now, um, and now we're we try to get up to two bottles a day. Mm-hmm. Trying to do so, yeah. So it's just a a, a game that we're playing right now. Yeah. Um, I. I hopefully we will win. We're gonna have to win <laughs> by gonna, default. He, I mean, well, he's gonna get hungry enough. He's It'll be eat. like his what, two months. Dis- he'll just wake up and you know how he was like a different baby. Yeah, it just could be very distressing. So just warning when you're trying to when you want to give you, when baby won't. I think probably mostly for you mm-hmm. when you're trying to feed your baby. You're like you know you're hungry and they won't take it. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of like my hesitation. That was my biggest hesitation with breastfeeding was that I knew with talking to um you know people who have breastfed who needed to go back to work was that was a huge issue to them so that's was my hesitation but we're working on it i think if you try to introduce it as soon as possible and be consistent that's kind of where i kicked myself in the butt is that we just didn't we once he had it and he was good with taking both we should have just kept doing it Mm -hmm. and you know just work together to keep my supply up um but we are where we are now (laughs) (laughs) um i think that I just want to stress once again that there's no there's no right or wrong way to how you feed your baby. It's not breast is best. It's just food in general. Feed them. So whether you decide you want a formula feed, if you want a breastfeed combination, that's also something that you can do. People do say that it is not as beneficial for the immune system, 
but whatever you want to do even if you just still want to it's just easier on their digestive system maybe mm-hmm. you can't give them the full benefits of breastfeeding decide talk to your partner whoever's going to be there with you and figure out what works best for you guys however you way you feed your baby it's just important that they get what they need to grow and be a healthy baby mm-hmm so I know this was a little bit longer, and I, I hope that this was beneficial and this helps you um, on your journey if you do decide to breastfeed. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, catch us for our last episode coming up next week. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of Millennial and Pregnant. Since you made it this far, share our series with a friend. To follow our journey in real time, head over to liliesandloafers.com. Mm-hmm.